Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. I think we should do palpitations now. What do you think? Sure, whatever. Yeah, because that's always more fun. Although I don't even have our thing for palpitations anymore. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh. From Offscript Media, this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. I'm Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. We're doctors who just happen to be close friends, and we're ready to answer the vital question. Should you chill out or freak out? Welcome back. Today we are talking about palpitations. That's the feeling that your heart is pounding a little harder than normal, a little faster than normal. Uh, Maybe feeling it in different parts of your body, like your throat or your neck or, or outside of the left side of your chest. And it's a sensation that we all get from time to time. I know that when I was an intern and resident, I would get palpitations frequently when it was my turn to present a patient. I know that Mark gets palpitations frequently. Yeah, every time I fall in love. When he runs, runs into any of his many crushes uh, yeah. around New York City. So may, and, maybe, maybe your palpitations are you're just in love, everyone. <laughs> yes, they could be. But sometimes palpitations can be a sign of a real problem. And it's actually one of the most common symptoms that cardiologists deal with in the office. Certainly, I don't know about you, Mark, but I have at least two or three patients probably every day coming in because they have palpitations. Yeah, I do too. It's very, 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 very common. Yeah. So if you feel your heart going pitter patter a little more frequently than you think is normal and you can't tie it to a specific emotional experience then you're probably going to want to know if your palpitations are normal or not. So what we're going to do today is go through everything you need to know about palpitations. Can you chill out or should you go see a doctor? Exactly. So Mark, so we said palpitations are the sensation that your heart is beating faster or harder than is normal. How do people often describe it to you? Or an extra heartbeat, or sometimes people actually feel like their heart is pausing for a second. So these these are all in the same like realm of what's considered a palpitation. Yeah. I, I often get like the description of butterfly wings in the chest, like um, something just sort of flittering very quickly in the chest. Sometimes- Who are your patients? <laughs> Most I live in New York City. Nobody here knows anything about butterflies. <laughs> no one's ever seen a butterfly. <laughs> We talk about mosquitoes in the chest. Down here, maybe a pigeon in the chest. (laughs) Uh, Not to be confused, of course, with being pigeon chested. But down here in the South, where we do have all sorts of wildlife, uh, butterfly in the chest is a very common description. How graceful sounding. So so when you hear about palpitations in a patient, Mark, what what are the first things that you ask them about? Well, I, I think the most important thing you want to differentiate is between something benign that's just caused by something you're eating or drinking uh, or just being stressed and something that actually could be a warning that something else is going on. So, you know, you ask people other other questions like, do the palpitations happen only when you're exerting yourself? You know, do they last for more than a few seconds? Um, 
do they make you feel dizzy at the same time and you or even make you black out or feel like you're going to black out? I mean, those are, are signs that they you should be seen much quicker than chuck it up to just being in love. So definitely if if your palpitations are associated with a lightheaded feeling or you've even passed out, then full stop, then that needs to be aggressively evaluated because that indicates that your heart function is being compromised during those episodes that your heart mm-hmm. is going so fast that it can't pump blood effectively. And, and so that's and it's dropping your blood pressure. That, that's something that needs to be checked out for sure. Yeah. But but if, if you don't have that, then again, as Mark says, you want to really, when you see the doctor, make sure you can accurately describe in what circumstances the palpitations are happening. Are there certain triggers for them or do they seem to just happen randomly? And if it's random, are there certain scenarios in which they're more common, like you know, resting and watching TV or out exercising or what have you? Yeah. And then how long they last for and, and again, what they feel like to the best of your ability. Is it just fast? Is it hard? Is it skipping beats? Is it a regular rhythm? Is it an irregular rhythm where you can't kind of tap it out easily? That's mm-hmm. super helpful for us to, to understand. Yeah. And let's start with the basics. What is an actual palpitation? So, you know, we all have our heart. Well, hopefully most of you out there still have a heart. Um, and, you know, your heart beats. You know, the beating is an electric electrical response from the cells. So, you know, so the top of your heart contracts and then the bottom of the heart contracts. So your pulse, which is your heart rate, is a number of times per minute your heart contracts. And normal pulse or heart rate is about 60 to 100 beats per minute. Below 60 is a Greek term called bradycardia. And above 100 is a a Greek term called tachycardia. But normally your heart should be beating regularly uh, between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Uh, Sometimes you have an early beat or uh, a bunch of early beats, and that's the sensation your heart's feeling, the palpitations. Can I just interlude here for a moment and mention that I once had a medical student presenting to me and she said, this patient is very tacky in front of the patient. And the, <laughs> the patient what, what was the is patient like, wearing? Were they wearing like <laughs> colors that didn't match? The patient is like, wait, what? Are you you're calling me tacky? And yeah, if you hear a doctor refer to somebody as tacky, they mean tachycardic. Uh, usually we don't openly comment on people's style right in front of them. Although that was a funny misunderstanding. Well, I sometimes do. Yeah. Uh, same thing. If you read a doctor's note and they refer to you as having SOB, they're not calling you a son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> You're not a son of a bitch. You might be a son of a bitch, but that's not going into the medical note. That's shortness of breath. Anyway, I think the smartest just, thing is never to read the doctor's note. One of my parents read the doctor's note and said, well nourished. And they were like, I'm not going back to that doctor. They think I'm fat. I'm like, no, they're just saying you're healthy exceptionally well-nourished patient <laughs> seems to be no issue getting access to food. Yeah. So back to uh, palpitations and heart rate. Yeah. So, so 60 to hundred, as you say, is, is normal. Most people honestly fall into the sixties, seventies range. If you, if you're going in the nineties all the time, that's, that's not normal. Now for you athletes, you athletes out there, your heart rate could even be as low as the thirties and forties. Yeah. Um, it's just because your heart is really well conditioned and it compensates. So. Unfortunately, neither of us has any firsthand experience. <laughs> your heart rate's like one ten, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Whatever the opposite of a endurance athlete is, is what I am. Yeah, um, but normally, normally you shouldn't even notice your heart beating. You yeah. Know? So that that's the issue. So now, now that you know what a normal heartbeat range is, uh, what you can also do in addition to getting sort of circumstantial evidence about the palpitations is actually try to record your heartbeat during one of these episodes. And so you can put your, fing- your two fingers on your wrist right at the base of your thumb and you can feel your pulse there. 
and you can count how many times you feel that pulse in a 30 second period and, and double it or just count every 60 seconds and you can get your pulse during these episodes. You know, you can also try using uh, a fitness device. And I don't know about you, Mark, but a lot of my patients will say my Fitbit reports my heartbeat is 140 or my Apple Obsessed Watch. Obsessed with it, which is so like useless yeah. in so many people. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You know, those those devices aren't very accurate the higher your heartbeat gets. So no. it, it can erroneously Misleading. report a very high heart rate. Uh, at at um at a time of palpitations, but it's good that patients partake in their medical care. I mean, yeah. I think the good thing about it is that people are interested, and they're trying to get their blood pressure or heart rate data. Yeah. I mean, too much data is not you know is always useful as long as it doesn't panic you. One one thing that you can do if you have a newer Apple Watch or a device that can record an ECG is if you can capture one of those during your episodes of palpitations. That's extremely extremely helpful. That's actually a great point. We're going to get to that in a minute, but like. Um, Definitely, if you're having symptoms and you have one of those devices, either Cardia, which it's K-A-R-D-I-A, which you can buy on the internet, on Amazon, or you have an Apple Watch, when you're having your symptoms, try to try to print it out and then you could email it to your healthcare provider uh, yeah. so they can actually capture it. So now that you know what palpitations are and you know what's what's a normal heartbeat and what isn't and you, you have an idea of, of what you should be ready to tell your doctor when you see them, uh, we can get into how we think about palpitations and how we evaluate them. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break first, but stick with us and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, we're back. We are talking about palpitations, that sensation that your heart is beating harder, faster than it should be, that it's skipping beats, uh, that something just isn't right there. Uh, we've talked about how a normal heart rate is between 60 and 100. Uh, in an athletic person, it can go down to the 50s or 40s when they're resting. And we talked about some of the information that you should be ready to tell your doctor if, if you want to be seen uh, regarding your palpitations, like when they happen, how long they last for, how fast they get if they're fast and where you experience it and what it feels like. But truth, truthfully, most people have palpitations. Yeah. Uh, so when should we worry? Well, first of all, there's certain common things that cause palpitations in people. And the most common thing actually is probably caffeine, which is in so many drinks and some foods and chocolate. So caffeine can cause palpitations in a lot of people. You know, Totally. Uh, like number one question that I ask a lot of patients, how much caffeine do you drink? And Tea, some people will say coffee. like – Oh, not that much, just three cap coffees in the morning. And yeah, and that's a lot. Starbucks. <laughs> that's a lot of coffee. And that caffeine can definitely stimulate your heart and yeah. cause problems. Uh, another thing that people need to think about is what medications they're taking. I see a lot of young people who are taking stimulants for ADHD or for other issues. Which reminds me, I need to get to the pharmacy today. <laughs> yes. Uh, if Mark starts zoning out before the end of this conversation, <laughs> you know what happened. But well, it could yes. be my sleep apnea too. So st don't, Stimulants don't, are literally amphetamines and those will 
increase your heart rate too. And so if you're taking those, um, if you're taking uh, cold or flu medications uh, that contain decongestants like pseudoephedrine, those can cause palpitations. If you're on something uh, to lose weight, like ephedra, that can cause palpitations. So, th- so there are all things to think about for sure. What, what about alcohol? Yeah. So alcohol, well- I mean, uh, what about it? Can you pass me that beer? <laughs> I think, how about some alcohol? No. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol is another one. I, I always ask patients as part of my standard intake form how much alcohol they drink because alcohol can not only just cause regular run-of-the-mill increase heart rate, but it can also predispose to abnormal heart rhythms like uh-huh. atrial fibrillation and others. Mark, any, any other lifestyle things that you ask about for palpitations? Well, if, I mean, also if people aren't sleeping well, um, you know, when you don't sleep well, your body cortisol levels go up, you know, and cortisol yep. in your body and, you know, uh, or when you're stressed and your adrenaline zooms up can cause the extra heartbeat. So definitely if you have extra heartbeats, especially when you're doing nothing or lying in bed thinking, you know, it's likely nothing to worry about if it only happens every now and again, and it'll last for a few seconds, and it's not associated with chest pain or dizziness, you're likely okay. Yeah, it's just any stress. Yeah, you probably should mention it to your doctor uh, during your next normal visit and possibly get an electrocardiogram and maybe even a sonogram of your heart. But in general, you can try cutting if the palpitations happen at the end of the morning, maybe cut back on your caffeine and see if it goes away for a day or two, and at least you have a, a, a reason for it. And if they if they happen when you're thinking, you know, lying awake in bed, thinking about things that stress you out, and maybe there's been increased stressors in your life lately, or maybe you're yeah. having more alcohol with dinner or something like that, then, then again, it may just be related to anxiety, stress, uh, and in those cases, trying to control those things frequently helps the palpitations go away. Interestingly, alcohol can sometimes cause the palpitations the next day. In fact, isn't there a term called holiday heart? You drink all weekend and then Monday you're a mess. Yes. That's just called Monday for you though, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's regular, regular Monday. No, I just drink on Monday. So it actually, (laughs) so it's really Tuesday. That's the problem for me these days. Yeah, right. So so if you don't fall into any of those categories, if you can't identify any major stressor in your life, mm-hmm. uh, if the palpitations uh, are not improved with elimination of caffeine and alcohol, and they continue to be bothersome and frequent, then that's time to see your doctor. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to do when I first see a patient with palpitations after collecting an entire history is typically we'll get an EKG. So that's where we put stickers on your chest and measure your heartbeat. And just look there and make sure that there's nothing even at rest that could predict the presence of an abnormal heart rhythm. Uh, yeah. Nothing nothing that we yeah, need we to could, address We could tell right a away. lot by your EKG and you will not get electrocuted getting it. No, it's just stickers on the chest. If you're a guy, you might have a few chest hairs pulled out, but that's about the worst of it. So you could look better at the beach. <laughs> yes, because everyone loves the look of having patchy hair loss on their chest from stickers ripping them out. Hey, I'm from New Jersey. (laughs) Um, So that's step one. And then frequently for me, step two is if it sounds like the palpitations can't be explained by lifestyle issues, again, caffeine, alcohol, stress, poor sleep, whatever, uh, and they seem to be significantly interfering with quality of life, then then the next step is uh, to do an event monitor. An event monitor is a sticker that basically goes on the chest for however many days it takes for you to experience your palpitations. And it's continuously recording an EKG throughout the day. Uh, If you press the button on the monitor, 
it records an EKG at that moment. And the point here is to try to capture the rhythm of your heart at the moment that you're having symptoms to see if there's something that we can pinpoint that's going on. Mark, do you use those frequently? Yeah, it depends on, you know, some people just hate wearing stuff, but, uh, you know, it also depends on whether, you know, uh, they have other symptoms with it. But I think it's, it's helpful for a lot of people to see what rhythm they're in when they feel it. Strangely enough, half the time, you know, it comes back and they actually keep pushing the button during their palpitations and it turns out their heart rhythm is perfectly normal. Yeah, I see that all the time. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's in your head, but uh, it just means that for some reason, you, you know, you can relax, your heart, your heart rhythm is normal, and it's just, you know, you maybe have a surge of adrenaline. Uh, and some people, you know, I also get a sonogram of the chest, you know, right. uh, which looks at the heart muscle and it looks at all the valves to see if there's anything that's uh, causing other reasons for the extra heartbeats. You know, a few percentage of people could have holes in their heart that make the chamber a little larger and stretch out the the wall of the heart, um, you know, but yep. in general, those usually come back normal also. Yep. So an EKG, a event monitor, an ultrasound of the heart, these are all common tests that'll be done. Some other things that we may look at uh, would be checking your blood to see if yep. your thyroid levels are yeah. normal. So, so one thing, if you're having a lot of palpitations and you're very hot, you're sweaty, and you've lost some weight in the last few weeks, you could have an overactive thyroid, you know? So it's actually yeah. the overactive thyroid, which is, you know, the gland in your neck that controls metabolism, that's just causing your heart to get more irritable. And actually, the way to treat the extra heartbeats is to treat the thyroid, and then the extra heartbeats will go away. Some other things that we can look for include anemia. So if you're sort of short on red blood cells, uh, your heart will be faster all the time in response to that uh, to deliver enough oxygen to your body. Since it doesn't have enough red blood cells, it has to pump blood faster and, and at greater quantities to compensate for that. So Yeah, so especially if you're tired and you're short of breath, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we can also just check simple things like your potassium level, your magnesium level, make sure those are all normal since when those get uh, outside of the normal range, you're at a greater risk of having an abnormal heart rhythm. So, so there's common blood tests that you can get as well. And that's a pretty comprehensive workup. I mean, if you have a ultrasound, labs, and event monitor, which are all normal, then then you may just be more sensitive to your heartbeat at certain times than others, but that's pretty much taken most of the dangerous things off the table. No, and, and would it, you treat it with medication? I mean, I'll tell you, with most of my patients, you know, they might have extra few heartbeats. You know, the, the three the three options are do nothing and just try to figure out what the culprit is, like stop drinking too much tea. Uh, two, put you on a low dose of a beta blocker so it prevents it from happening. But in most, in general, you know, most people don't want to be on a medication that might have more side effects than the actual, you know, getting used to the palpitations every now and again. Yeah. Uh, there's something called pill in the pocket that when you have your symptoms, you could pop the pill, but likely by the time it gets absorbed, your episode You're will done. be over anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I, I, my experience has been that a lot of the time when people get reassured that there's nothing dangerous causing their palpitations, they go away because a lot of the anxiety around the palpitations is not that they themselves are so intolerable, but that it could be a sign of something dangerous. And, yeah. and once we know that it's not the palpitation, you can just ignore it. Yeah. So most of the time you could just, you know, chill out, but when should you freak out? Well, one, if you're an older person, your palpitations uh, last for minutes, you know, or, you know, hours, uh, you could have a rhythm called atrial fibrillation. We all see all the commercials on TV that have all these blood thinners like Eliquis, Seralto. So yep. clearly atrial fibrillation is very common, particularly in older people. 
And usually what we'll do there is, is slap an event monitor on you. If, if you don't, if you're not in atrial fibrillation in the office, we'll put the monitor on you and see if indeed that's what you're having. You might be in it when you're sleeping at night and not even notice it. And it's important to know because the issue with AFib, atrial fibrillation, is the top of the heart's not contracting normally, so a clot can form there. That's why people get treated with a blood thinner. Uh, it's not stopping the AFib, but it's actually preventing the clot from forming because if you have a clot in the top of your heart, it can be ejected from the heart and cause a stroke. So that's why all these medications out there on TV like Pradoxa, Zeralto, Eliquis, Coumadin, Warfarin, that to prevent the clot that's caused by the atrial fibrillation causing the heart not to uh, contract. So that's definitely a problem. As we mentioned early on, if your palpitations are associated with a lightheaded feeling or you've yeah. even passed out, that is a major problem also. And you'll get a similar workup to what we described, but it will definitely be much more expedited yeah. um, since that's uh, a sign that the palpitations are are actually indicating a heart rhythm that's so fast and disruptive that your heart isn't pumping blood effectively when they yeah. happen. And if you have other symptoms with the palpitations, let's say you just got off a plane and your leg is swollen and you're having palpitations, you could have had a clot in your leg that went to your lungs, which is called a pulmonary embolus, lung clot, which puts added pressure on the heart causing uh, palpitations too. So if you have new palpitations and other symptoms, you know, and the palpitations, um, you know, you're short of breath with it, you should definitely get to an emergency room in that scenario. So those are the major causes of palpitations. And as Mark alluded to, the treatment can kind of depend on what the problem is, right? If, yeah. if it's just your increased sensitivity to your heartbeat, we might recommend a low-dose beta blocker if the mm -hmm. symptoms are really bothersome, even with the assurance that they're not dangerous. If you have atrial fibrillation, you may need a blood thinner depending on your risk profile for stroke, mm -hmm. uh, and you may require a medicine to help keep your heart from going too fast. A lot of times... In young people, I'll find that they actually do have an abnormal heart rhythm mm -hmm. that they're just anatomically predisposed to in their heart. And sometimes there are ablation procedures that those people get, and then they never have the problem again, and they never need any medications. That's Yeah, so the, the, the abnormal rhythms are atrial premature beats, APCs, or ventricular premature beats, VPCs, and it all depends on which part of the heart it's coming from. The other thing a lot of young people have, which Chris is alluding to, is superventricular tachycardia, SVT. And uh, the ablation, they go in through the artery and vein in the top of your leg, and they find the actual, they map out the actual spot that's causing it, and they sort of just burn it out, and then you're cured, hopefully. Yeah, so, you know, if you're having real deal palpitations and they're bothersome, you don't necessarily want to be on medications for the rest of your life, or the medications are causing side effects, then you can actually have a procedure to get rid of the source of your palpitations altogether. I would say that that's probably a tiny percentage of the patients that come in with palpitations end up needing that, but it's definitely something uh, that's available and and there's no reason anyone has to suffer with palpitations unnecessarily. Yeah. Continue just having them when you swoon over somebody. And you could also, if you missed any of this or you want a little more information, go to our book, Am I Dying? A Complete Guide to Your Symptoms and What to Do Next. And we have a whole chapter on palpitations. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.